0: Hi, and welcome to the UK Coffee Week podcast with me, Geoffrey Young. This week, we'll be celebrating the amazing UK coffee industry while raising funds and awareness for Project Waterfall, a charity which provides clean drinking water and sanitation to coffee-growing communities. In today's episode, I'm speaking with Lee Hyde, Senior Beverage Innovations Manager at Monin,
1: UK and Ireland. Welcome. Thank you very much. Yeah, it's great to be here.
0: Tell us a little bit about Monin. What, what does Monin do?
1: What do we do? Well, um, hopefully a lot, of, uh, a lot of people will you know, recognize the brand from being out and about, whether it's you know, in the supermarket, the coffee shop world, of course, or even in the, you know, the bars and the restaurants. We're a French company. We're going to be 110 years old next year. So we started in 1912. And we're obviously very well known for our syrups. But a lot of people don't realize we started with liqueurs back in the day. Um, and it wasn't until the 30s that we got into syrup production but yeah we're a, we're a family-owned company so Olivia monin has his name on the bottle his granddad started it back in the day and um and yeah he's sort of taken us to where we are now and we're we're all over the world i think we're the biggest syrup company in the world 156 countries now
0: right well syrup's um you know a big part of the coffee experience and there's um a lot of innovation and you, you you're the innovation manager so senior innovation
1: manager tell us about your role what 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 do you do so a big part of my role is is you know working with our with our client base uh whether that's in the coffee shop casual dining the bar world whatever it is uh, and helping them to create new recipes and develop their menus um essentially Mm. um i do get to play a little hand in in creating uh, some of our newer syrups as well which is quite fun but yeah essentially that's it in a nutshell and and obviously working with, you know, the likes of Allegra and doing all these, these fun trade shows and events as well. So it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's good fun. I wonder if you could tell us
0: 100% natural flavorings. How, how do you make that happen? What's the science behind?
1: I'll go right back to the basics of yep, how we do love our it. syrups. Does yeah, that work? Let's
0: go right back
1: to the, right. what is a syrup? How does it get made? Uh, yeah. Yeah. This no, is going to be
0: really interesting.
1: So... We use sugar. It's a sugar syrup, so it's uh, sucrose. It's the same one you get in the uh, in the bags in the supermarket. You know, you uh, you buy for home, and that sugar comes from sugar beet. Okay, so you know, grows in the ground. It's a bit like a beetroot, and we get all that from France. So you know, it's it's really close to the factory, and then that gets mixed with water, and that's the base. That's that's your sugar syrup, and then what we do then is work with um, work with our flavor house partners. So all these flavor houses are based down in the south of France, beautiful down there, you know, sort of grass and uh, Nice area yeah. of uh, south of France. It's like the, the flavor and aroma capital of the world. So, you know, the, the people we work with are also responsible for making, uh, you know, Chanel and all those yeah. other fancy things.
0: All those, yeah, I, I know grass very well and, yeah. and some relatives there down there actually. Have yeah. you? Oh, yeah. Oh, wow, that's yeah. lovely.
1: I was lucky enough to go down there um, uh, in 2019, just, just sort of before the pandemic hit and and we got a tour around this flavor house to, to see how they work. And mm. it, it's, it's amazing. So, I mean, what you were asking about is how we do that 100% natural mm. thing, especially when you think of some of the flavors we have, like bubble gum and popcorn. Yep. See, there's no bubble gum trees. But without getting too geeky, they essentially do something called a mass spectrometry. And they can break down the flavor into all its individual parts and all its individual compounds. And they can see then from this, uh, from this sort of graph which are the most important ones, and they know that they can take one from, oh, we can get that flavor from mm. strawberry, we can get that flavor from pineapple, and they put them all together, and it tastes like bubblegum. Okay. So there's still a bit of wizardry involved, but, but all the source material comes from natural, natural ingredients.
0: Right, so there's, these are actually plant-based yeah, products. absolutely. Yeah, yeah, incredible. Well, we're now in a plant-based world, so naturalness is um, of the essence. And you also have a non- a non-sugar range as well.
1: Yeah, that's right. We do have a sugar-free range as well, which um, uh, it does use artificial sweetness. Mm-hmm. But you know, we're kind of um, th- there's not a full solution for for, for an, uh, a natural non-sugar yet. Mm-hmm. We're still working on it. We're still, you know, digging around and uh, seeing what the science is on that. But um, yeah, we have uh, sort of all all our core uh, coffee flavors with uh, with sugar-free, plus a few fruit flavors that came on board last year as well. So. Yeah, I mean, the whole health and wellness and people trying to watch, watch what they eat, it's, it's important to have that range.
0: So what, what are some of the popular flavors that uh, you see there out there in the marketplace with your customers?
1: Well, of course, you know, we have our big flavors like caramel and vanilla. We have all the seasonal favorites, you know, your pumpkin spice. Pumpkin spice mm. season is going to be coming up uh, very soon as well. Gingerbread, of course. But with morning, we always like to try and bring out innovative new flavors as well one of the most exciting ones we've got at the moment it's a tangerine it's sort of like a puree product that we do okay it's kind of like a hybrid between a puree and a syrup um but you know has has that real fruit content in there so it's you know it's quite thick like a puree but we've tried it in a hot chocolate it is literally i don't even know if i should mention brand names but it's literally like melted jaffa cakes it is absolutely beautiful so we're quite excited about that one i think that's gonna let's play around with some fun recipes
0: So, if you're a coffee shop owner, you yeah. know, or you, you know, or sort of, if I was a coffee shop owner, what, what would you kind of recommend with my approach to kind of creating innovative beverages?
1: Well, it, yeah, I mean, it depends what kind of um, what kind of style of place you're having. Of course, you know, we all know that the uh, the sort of big um, chain places they tend to have the core products, and then you know, the, some of the flavors we've mm. already mentioned, like your pumpkins and your gingerbreads, you'll mm. you'll see every year. But yeah, we can absolutely do some fun fun new stuff as well. There's one drink we've got our eye on, which is called a Raff Coffee. I'm not sure if, uh, no, if tell you me about guys that. Or, or, or any of your listeners will have heard of it. But it's a bit of a sensation. It's massive in Russia. right? And it's really started to break out into mainland Europe now. And we've started showing it to people over here and people are starting to get quite quietly excited about it. But it's quite an interesting story into, into how it was made. So... Essentially, there was this uh, Russian barista named Raf, Raphael, not a very Russian-sounding name, and he, he'd be working his shift behind the, behind the counter in, the, in his coffee shop. And, you know, inevitably you get the quiet periods and he would have some leftover milk in the jugs. He would have a few sort of single espressos lying around. So he would take this jug of, of, of that's got a bit of leftover milk in it. He would add some cream. So you've essentially got two parts milk, one part cream, then you put in a double espresso he puts in 20 mils of syrup steams it all together on the steam wand so it's all together in the steaming jug steams it all together Mm. and then pours it out flat white style and it's just something about the way you're preparing it just makes this beautiful sort of velvety uh, indulgent drink but it's it's not too indulgent it's only got a little bit of cream replacing a little bit of milk so it's not you know too much more than a regular coffee And yeah, it just it just tastes fantastic. And, and you can really play around with some quite creative flavours with it as well. For instance, what, uh, one of the ones that works really well is a spicy mango syrup. Now, I'd never normally think to put a spicy mango syrup in a latte, but it just works in this drink. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think we're, we're quite excited about it. I think uh, hopefully are going to see more and more of that in the UK. And
0: so hot drinks and cold drinks are an important part of your...
1: Absolutely, yeah. So... Um, so, of course, you know, in the summer months, the coffee shops, you know, they're still going to be selling plenty of their uh, their hot coffees and uh, and teas and what have you. But it's a real opportunity to do some, some great tasting iced beverages as well. So, mm. you know, that's when you're going to start seeing lemonades and iced teas. Iced coffee's, you know, gone crazy the last couple yep. of years as well. And then, of course, you know, you've got the offshoots of that with, you know, the likes of cold brew. And then, of course, blended ones as well. You know, you can have your smoothies and your frappes. So quite a, lot to, uh, quite a lot to choose from and play with around, around the summer months.
0: How do some of the sort of new flavor um, recipes come, you know, do, do, they, do they come from do you sort of sit in a room and... Uh, brainstorm. You know, brainstorm, <laughs> or does it sort of like come to you kind of seeing another recipe somewhere, or, or is
1: it coming from customers who Are going, oh, could you create that? So- yeah, it's a bit of a mix, uh, mix actually. So yeah, it, it can either come from the marketing team. So of course the marketing guys will be, uh, you know, keeping well up to date on all the latest trends and, uh, and all the data coming through. And, and, you know, they might have some ideas or the R&D guys might be working with the flavor houses and get, get some information on some new flavors or the innovation team. So, so uh, what I do and, and my colleagues in the rest of Europe is we get involved as well. And sometimes we can present ideas and it might be something that we've uh, sort of seen out there in, mm-hmm. in, in the cocktail world that we think can maybe be used in coffee. Or it might be that a customer has asked us about a particular flavor. So yeah, there's a number of different ways, and essentially, whenever we get an idea, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll work on a product, we'll test it, we'll you know tweak it, make sure it's it's as we want it, and then whenever anything gets launched into our core range, it has to have the final sign off by Olivia Monin. Mm. So he's the one that's uh, the president of the company, and he yep. makes sure he tastes the final version, absolutely, and uh, gives it the seal of approval, basically. Right. Yeah.
0: And um, curious question here, given that this is for UK Coffee Week, are there any regional differences in terms of what might be popular in coffee beverages? Yeah, flavors.
1: Um, I think there's maybe a slight difference between North and South in terms of how much syrup is added.
0: Okay. Who's the winner?
1: Well, the winner for us is the North because they put a bit more in.
0: Okay. Okay. <laughs> Wow, fantastic. Well, that, that's an interesting finding. And, and obviously there's a, yeah, um, they've got some, some good taste up north. Exactly. Yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> you mentioned the evening trade, and I wonder mm. whether you could talk us through kind of the applications of syrups into the evening trade, and, and what, what can you make there? Of course, cocktails. Well, yeah,
1: I mean, this is, this is essentially what Monin started with. And quite interestingly, if you, uh, if you look at the flavoured coffee, uh sensation it's it's not been around all that long um and actually quite a funny story we so morning we work with uh, an importer in the uk and um i had this this story told to me that uh it must be about 20 25 years ago they were sat in the office uh, uh of, of you know the importer's office and they got a phone call from from somebody who was about to start up a coffee chain in the uk and they were coming over from the us and they said, uh, hey, we want to uh, put your syrups in our coffee. And the guy that took the call was the owner of the company at the time. And he said, okay, sure, just, just hold the line a moment. And he sort of covered the, covered the receiver and said to the rest of the guys in the office, this guy wants to put syrup in coffee. As if it was a crazy idea. you <laughs> know who that company is. And, um, and yeah, look at it now. I mean, I'd say most people know us as the syrup that goes in coffee. But yeah. uh, no, our, our, our cocktail and coffee. Cold drink credentials uh, have been around a, a lot longer, so certainly any any cocktails you can think of, we we can play a big part in that. And I know we're uh, we're a very popular brand uh, in in the bar world, which is kind of my background. Mm. And uh, you know, even before I joined Monin uh, six years ago, you know, was, uh, I was I wouldn't stock any other any other brand in my bar. So,
0: so what are the popular flavors? I mean, I, I guess there's, there's a huge array of cocktails you can produce. So.
1: Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, and actually, we're seeing, seeing a big boom in, in coffee cocktails. Oh. So, of course, you know, you've got the espresso martini, yeah. which, which you can you know, add so many of our flavors to just to take it to a whole new level. So, you know, you can imagine a, a salted caramel espresso martini or a tiramisu espresso mm. martini. Really, really delicious. I sort of mentioned cold brew earlier, playing around a lot with cold brew coffee cocktails. Yeah. So um, we're actually going to be showing one at, uh, at the London Coffee Festival. We're going to do a pina colada cold brew. Oh, so uh, yeah, look out for that one: pineapple and Just coffee rum, and a little bit of uh, coconut foam on top. And uh, yeah, it's pretty tasty. But yeah, I mean, all, all sorts of cocktails, you know, from, yeah. from your mojitos and your your Bellinis, you know, all your kind of classic ones. To you know, if you if you visit some of the really uh, really sort of trendy cocktail bars now, you'll you'll see them doing all these uh, sort of clarified milk punches and uh, whiskey highballs and okay. all these uh, exciting yeah. trendy drinks.
0: Coffee shop operators, restaurateurs, are they also using syrups for desserts flavorings? Does that happen? Yeah, that's a growing thing.
1: Actually, um, I've I've been saying for a little while it's about high time we 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 uh, employed a chef over here because because yeah. in France, obviously our, our home market for Monin, um, they do employ a Michelin star chef in the in, in the head office, and so he creates all sorts of crazy you know recipes from macaroons to chicken wing glaze and. All of this with you know using the on, in, uh, on in products, uh, but absolutely at a basic level, you can just just use them as toppings on your desserts or your ice cream. Yeah. Um, we've we've done some fun combinations over the year.
0: Well, you mentioned tiramisu, which uh, well, yeah, yeah, got a bit of coffee in it usually, and um, as well. Yeah. yeah. One final question, personal one: What's your favorite flavor?
1: Ooh, I should have known that was coming. <laughs> um, I tell you, what, I'll give you two. I'll give you one for my hot drinks and one for my cold uh, okay, drinks. So <laughs> any, any of my uh, guys on my team listening to this are going to be having a laugh because the last uh, few years, whenever I go into our office and have, uh, have my flat white in the morning, I always use macaroon syrup. Macaroon syrup, lovely. Yeah, it's a bit of a hidden gem. Ooh. It's not one you see out and about uh, uh, in the real world very often. Yeah. But um, yeah, it just has this sort of vanilla... Sort of um, biscuity, almondy flavour going on, and just makes yep. a really nice, sort of well balanced uh, coffee. Wow! Um, so that's that's definitely my my favourite. Um, and then, ooh, a bit of a tough one, but I think probably our pink grapefruit syrup. has got to be one of my favourites. Grapefruit syrup. Yeah, just just even in a just a classic gin and tonic with a bit of pink grapefruit, or you know, there's plenty of other cocktails you can do with it. It's um, yeah, it's a great one.
0: So what are we going to see from Monin at the London Coffee Festival?
1: Ah, well, we're going to have some, uh, some very interesting drinks. We're going to try and use some of, our, um, some of our new products that have come out recently. So I already mentioned the tangerine. You're definitely going to be able to test uh, a tangerine hot chocolate. Definitely going to be able to get a pina colada cold brew. But also we're going to have our uh, craft Sugar range there. So this is a new thing. It's, uh, you know, how I was telling you that uh, our, our regular sugars, sugar comes from sugar beet. Mm-hmm. Well, we've got three new ones in this uh, craft sugar range um, with uh, sugar from other sources. So you can have a pure cane sugar, which comes from Mauritius. You've got uh, an agave syrup, which comes from Mexico. And we've also got a muscovado syrup, which is brand new. And that's also from Mauritius. So, you know, it's got a country of origin. It's the actual sugar from, um, from those sources. And yeah, quite excited about that. I think that's that's going to be a big one for coffee and the cocktail world.
0: Lee, thanks for joining us here today.
1: Yeah, no problem at all. It's been an absolute pleasure.
0: And that's all for today's UK Coffee Week podcast. To support and find out more, please head to ukcoffeeweek.com.